Welcome to football, bloody hell. And tonight's guests are me, um, Ricky Hyatt, Paul Thorpe, and of course, Tony Pounder. And we should be debating all the football that's been going on over the weekend, including the uh, goings-on at Yeovil Town, and also we'll be having a look at the cup final as well. Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to Football Bloody Hell. And uh, better first of all, I suppose, introduce to you all of our guests, all three of them anyway. Uh, first of all, Rick Hyatt's here as usual. Evening, Rick. Evening, mate. Evening, everyone. Uh, and a new gentleman called New Balance is here as well, better known to you as Paul Thorpe. Evening, Paul. Good evening, everyone. How are you? Oh, all the better for seeing you in your flashy T-shirt there. Are you going weightlifting or something now? Do it a bit, yeah. Yeah, there's someone at the door now, mate. Um, and of course, Tony Pounder's here as well. Hi, Tony. Good evening. Right. Well, I've got I've got my list of subjects, so we better get straight into it. I think we ought to start really with um, what happened at Yeovil on Saturday because it was a it was a fantastic experience for me. But I mean, I've obviously from working there for. All, all those years and and you know most of the guys that were there i worked with well i think all of them actually so uh, i must admit i found it a very emotional and an enjoyable experience and i'm sure that uh, you got well, did you go tony or not no unfortunately i didn't go as away but um obviously that's not my era but obviously they're all legends in their own right and like you say you work with most of them yeah so um, yeah. they sort of um i know a couple of people who went and said it was quite emotional and that. So, um, yeah, um, yeah, fair play for both clubs doing what they did. All this noise that you can uh, hear yeah, in the we... background is tone is is new balance. I don't know what he's doing there. I mean, is this a we way to run a podcast? Trips. You know, what are you doing? My, ele my electrics tripped. <laughs> dear, oh dear. The secret of great comedy is, of course, timing. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Rick, I know you didn't go because you were at the cricket, but um. Believe you me, it was it was a fantastic occasion. I don't know what the crowd was, but I think it was over two thousand. Which, considering we don't get that for a league game sometimes up there, I think it was brilliant. No, it's good as long as they raised the raised a few quid. I mean, Tony saying it wasn't his era. Yeah, that was the era when I was there helping out with the music and and bits and pieces as well. So it's a bit 
bit of a shame that I was doing something else. Otherwise, I'd have uh, I'd have uh, loved to have been there. Yeah, Sounds yeah. Sounds like it was good anyway. But it was, uh, you know, it was nice to catch up with them all, really. But all of them moaning like hell because their legs are gone and uh, various other aspects of fitness. That, I was doing it on a cricket field, and it wasn't for anyone's benefit other than my own. So yeah, I know where they're coming from. Did you get any wickets? I didn't actually bowl. I was I was uh, obs- observational duties, uh-huh. but uh, it was okay. So no pork pies flying through the air this week. No, then. no, no. There were no pies available. No. There will be pies available next weekend, though. So right. something to look forward to. Well, I don't quite know. Um, there's all sorts going on at New Balance. Oh, he's back now. I think. Hang on. He's not mic'd up though. Switch your mic on. I've just unmasked him. Ask. There you go. <laughs> It's I'm, comedy gold. I, I'm not. You, you're muted, Paul. You're muted. Hello. Big money for this, I tell you. Yeah. I'm mute. That's it. Right. You're okay. Now then, t- uh, <laughs> Paul. You were at the Oval on Saturday. What did you make of it? Oh, it was a fantastic event. Absolutely fantastic. Um, it was just great to see such a a, a fine. Um, set up of uh, old legends coming back to the club, giving up their time for a fantastic uh, event. Foundation will do very well, I thought, from that. A great crowd. Um, so I just thought it was a fantastic event. I thought it was a half-decent game as well, considering these players haven't played for a long time and it was really, really hot on the day. I thought they gave us a really good spectacle, really. Mm. And I thought overall it was um, a fantastic testament to, to, uh, to honour Adam as an individual and um, which is obviously a great loss and um, I think they could have done a better job and a good credit to Kevin Gall and all the people that helped uh, to, to make that event come a reality Yeah absolutely, they deserve it too and, and you know, great that the, the um, foundation should get a nice hefty financial um, input really I think that's brilliant Yeah it was actually sort of Sorry, what sort of money are they looking? They made out of that in the end. Well, I spoke to Kevin this, uh, this afternoon, and he he wasn't quite sure, but he said, you know, they they, they sold about two thousand tickets. Well, if the tickets were a fiver, um, that's ten grand. But I mean, it, I'm sure that you know, there's obviously a few kids' tickets in there. But I would have thought they must have been made in pushing ten grand at least by the sound of it. Anyway, so uh, that's, that's yeah, it's not a bad effort, is it at all? Really, that's nice, superb. And well done to the Yeovil supporters for turning up in their numbers, really, because uh, they couldn't have done it without them, really. So, you know. No, but um, like I say, it just, just shows um, how popular, obviously, Adam was, and certainly the players from that year that won promotion. Hmm. Um, like I say, the, the thought of, like I say, you think, what's their average home gate at the moment? About 18, 1900. So exactly. So over 2,000 for that. Yeah. It just shows, um, you know, the mentality of Adam and um, the support they had for that team that mm. year. Yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely right. I think the club also needs to take a lot of credit as well because, you know, it's uh, not easy even just giving up the ground, you know, for things like stewarding and policing and stuff like that. So, um, um, you know, I think that... Um, that they should take a lot of credit as well to allow it to go ahead and and to allow uh, or, or no, the stewards are obviously giving up their time so they need a lot of credit as well because uh, it's not just what happens on the field it's all the backroom staff as well mm, Absolutely, yeah yeah. No, that's right but talking to Yeovil, which we are um, it appears that we're going to have a new manager 
Uh, we're not quite sure when he's going to be announced, uh, so we probably better not say too much in case we let the cat out of the bag. But um, let's just say that the uh, the gentleman concerned is has got a certain amount of local knowledge, uh, West Country knowledge, by that I mean. Um, we've all heard the rumours, I've no doubt. So what what do we think about the rumours? What do you think, Tony? Like I say, at the moment, they're just rumours, so until it's um, obviously signed contract and he's been announced, um, we're only speculating, but obviously, if it's the one you're saying, Chris Hargreaves, um, I know him from the Hereford playing days, a uh, lovely lad, a good player as well, hmm. um, and he's always been uh, earmarked for like coaching and managing. Um, he's very meticulous and stuff. Um, I think, like I say, if it is him, um, we'll find out later in the week it will be a good appointment what I believe in yeah well it, it certainly seems I mean the social media is awash with it and uh, uh, I've been told that he's going to be announced tomorrow but I don't know if that's correct or not but um, is it a good time though is it a good time to do it do you think uh, well, what replace the manager or yeah replace the manager Ideally, like I say, um, he's got the summer now to work with. Um, he can go straight in. I would have thought whoever's been applying for the job would have been watching the uh, games, mm. uh, last five or six games. And don't forget, you can get videos now, DVDs and stuff. It's all on there. So he would have, been, he'd have done his um, intelligence on them all. So he know what he wants. He's got, if it, like I say, it's all ifs and buts at the moment. If it is him. But he certainly have contacts. He's been in the youth setup with Rovers, so he's got contacts there. Um, so he'd be doing his homework now and trying to build for next year if it is him. Well, you think you'd like to think he would be because he's got the whole of the summer holidays. Well, mind you, we say that, but it's only it's only like a what five five week break, something like that, five or six weeks break. It's not much more, is it? Yeah, but like also you say like well, it's halfway through the season when uh, a manager gets a sack, they bring a manager in. Mm. Normally that happens within one or two weeks, um, yeah. you know. So he comes straight in. He's got to work with those players. At least the manager coming in now, um, he's got the summer, like I say, to uh, pencil earmark the players he wants in, providing his budget's right and that. Um, he wouldn't, have, like I said, I don't think anyone would take it if the budget's not there. Um, so I think personally, like it's not a bad time to come in. Yeah. What do you think, uh, Tony and uh, Paul? I mean. Um, well, I sort of did a little bit of um, homework. I'm just sort of doing it now as well, just to, uh, uh, just to check my uh, what I saw. But I think that if I'm right in saying, Tony can actually uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but we're talking 600, just short of 700 games he's had. He's played for the likes of Grimsby, Hull, West Bromwich Albion, Hereford, Plymouth, Northampton, Brentford, Oxford, Torquay. I mean, so it's a really good, um, it's a really good uh, resume, really. I mean, he's he's been manager of Torquay United as well, so he's already had a bit of experience as management. Not loads of experience, but um, he's obviously going to be fairly hungry for success. Um, he's a gritty, you know, northerner. He comes from Cleethorpes. You know, he's fifty years old, so he's it's at the right time for him. And um, you know, I, I think that um, you know. Look, I, I, I'll be very vocal. I like Darren Sarr. I thought he was really good for the club. 
But if it's going to be a change, then then why not give it to somebody who's hungry, who's who's interested in in getting right into into management and is hungry for success. So, you know, with that that sort of resume of where he's been, um, then then hopefully, and he's coached at under twenty one level at Bristol Rovers as well. So hope the contact should be there, especially it's not just having the contacts at a higher level, you know, uh, which Skivo had. You know, it's also very important to to uh, you know to to actually have it in low, lower level as well, which is even more important. You know, and in the first team, he's also brought players through like um, Alfie Kilgore. You know, I played with his his father um, at Trowbridge. Alfie's done extremely well. Luke Hall and. Uh, Jed Ward have all come through, so he's actually developing players as well. So that should be hopefully good for the academy lads coming through that he's going to be very interested in. Absolutely, I, I did hear that, that you know maybe that, that some of the other names were were perhaps too northern and too uh, involved with clubs that that from a contact point of view weren't necessarily going to provide the sort of contacts that we need at Yeovil. So that that could well be the case. Rick, what do you feel about it, mate? I think it's like when we discussed it last week with uh, with uh, the former manager, now, <laughs> Mr. Staunton. Yeah. Uh, it's what it, what I think is important is the fact that the players' contracts generally run out at the end of June, so it's vital that it got made before that. Now they've got something to work with. The players will know whoever it is, who they're working with, who they're signing signing up to to work with for the next twelve months or eighteen months, two years, whatever. So I think that sort of stability is necessary. Otherwise, you ended up, if you delayed making that decision any longer, the departures would be more than just uh, managerial. There'd be players looking around for a bit of security and contracts elsewhere. But now they can make that informed informed decision. So I think it's, it's realistically, now the season's over for you, it's the perfect time to do it. If he's appointed this week, it gives them the longest period possible to work with the players and to get other players in and give them a good run-up at next season so yeah i think it's fair play it's the right time to make that decision now mm, good well let's hope it's it's a successful appointment as, as long as it's when. the right one let's hope it's the right appointment yeah that's what's more important than anything but uh it's not a bad time to make it no no and you know as i say we should know well i'm guessing within the next couple of days anyway so um it, we won't have to wait too long for about it and that, that you know that's uh that's one of the main things, I think, because there's going to be so much speculation flying around as well. But then that's that's the nature of the beast, isn't it? When you get a new manager, you get all well, the speculation. Especially, and... um, especially if the decision has been made, there's absolutely no sense in delaying any longer because the speculation mm. will just get worse and worse. Once they've committed yeah. themselves to whoever it is and he's committed to you, well, then get it out there and let him crack on. Yeah, yeah. Especially uh, also with Tony being, uh, you know, with him up at Hereford, is it possibly possibility that he could be the uh, the secret uh, assistant manager who knows ah. <laughs> never say never is he is he not letting on i mean like is there you know secret squirrel in the camp like you know i i'm too busy doing many podcasts <laughs> <laughs> the voice of football you can't play it anymore it's the voice of football yeah. <laughs> no that's right so uh but I mean, you know him as a bloke, don't you? So I mean, you know, and you say to me he's, he's a nice guy. So that's that's important, I think. You know, you don't want a miserable type of person up there, do you? I like the ones oh, we know at the moment. Mm. <laughs> but uh, whilst whilst we're on the subject of the managers, I suppose we ought to uh, 
give uh, Mr Staunton a bit of a shout out. Uh, I did ask him uh, at the press conference, was he going to give us a 100% record? So he's come in, played one, won one. Um, clean sheet as well. Um, well done, Josh. You've done all right there, old dog. We're, we're proud of I you. I did actually, I, I messaged him before the game and uh, told him not to forget everything that I taught, taught him. <laughs> and he messaged him, he replied after the game and said that, job done, Rick. So well played. <laughs> Yeah, so no, he's done well there. Though. That's it, you know. No, he did really well, really well, and he had a depleted squad as well. So he, there's faces missing that you would have thought mm. would, would normally be playing. So he did really well to get a result like that. Yeah, absolutely, and it was a good result as well because I mean, Altrincham yeah. not an easy team to to beat on their own ground. That's for certain, and scored quite early. And had, what was it, about twelfth minute, I think, something like that. They scored so. You know, they would have had to play a large proportion of the game defending and hold on to that lead, which they managed to do. So, good on them, really. Uh, well done, Josh. Yeah, absolutely. Great, great effort. Now, what I want to know, Mr New Balance, is this. Um, we we were up at, at Hewish Park, and as soon as Hewish Park finished, another game started at Wembley. And <laughs> you said you were going working. I reckon you were sloping off to see the football. Come on, admit it. No, no, it was my wife's birthday, and we were having a little, um, a little uh, few friends round, which uh, Mister Pounder was one of them. Mm. No, he wasn't. Re- hey, no, he wasn't. No, he wasn't actually. Didn't get an uh, invite, did I? God, he definitely did get an invite. <laughs> um, no, he should have been one of them. Actually, uh, he's, he uh, got detailed with a um, bit, bit of a illness. Uh-huh. COVID. COVID. That's right. You were you were coming, but he got the custard pie, the COVID custard pie, like so. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, we had um, we had a few friends round and uh, watched that game. I thought it was a really excellent game. Um, uh, for for certainly a nil nil, the, the amount of chances that both teams had, it could have like it ebbed and flowed. First of all, Liverpool had a lot of possession, a few chances, you know. But to be fair. Go if you're looking through the game, I would have said that Chelsea probably had the better chances. And if it wasn't for our, our goalkeeper, um, and some really good defending, I, I think that we would possibly could have lost it. You know, and I was really worried last week because I thought, like, well, actually, like, if we lost the FA Cup, um, you know, the league does look, it looks a little bit more promising at the moment. We could keep our fingers crossed that Mr. Gerard does his old team a favour. Uh, but it looks like uh, Man City are going to win it. Um, so I, I was really worried that that we could end up with um, just winning the Carabao Cup because, like, you know, listen, Real Madrid, who, what type of Real Madrid is going to turn up? They can beat anybody on their day. You know, certainly Chelsea had their chances to win that. So I'm, I'm actually really pleased that we've actually got the second trophy. Um, so I think that will um, relax us going in if we'd have, like, all of a sudden then not won the league, lost the FA Cup, going into the Champions League final. You know, that would have been really, really uh, a lot more pressure. Can I just make a prediction, mate? You've won all you're going to win. All right? Really? Yep. You've won all well, you're going to win. that puts me in, in a lot of hope then, you putting the old muckers on us. But no, hopefully you're... Uh... Real Madrid are going to stuff you in the European <laughs> and, and City are going to win the league. So, you know, <laughs> just just accept the reality of it all. That's the situation. Well, it's in their hands, isn't it? It certainly is in their hands. But we just hope and pray that Mr Gerrard's got some trick up his sleeve. And, um, yeah. you know, I certainly think they're, you know, because, listen, West Ham had them in their pocket. Like, you know, I thought they did really, really well. And it was, um, 
you know, again, two poor goals, really, an own goal. And so I thought they could have easily, um, you know, defended better. But, um, you know, listen, it, it is what it is. And um, we're, still, we're still in with a chance. Well, I must admit, I was absolutely shocked when I looked at the results. 2-2, two, two. I couldn't believe... Uh, no, 2-0 down, sorry. Couldn't believe it. I thought, what? What is going on? This is a conspiracy. But, but being serious for a minute, you've got to feel for Chelsea a little bit to lose two finals to the same team and to lose yeah. it on penalties both times. That yeah. must be pretty sickening. Yeah, really. absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, he's, he's, he's a good manager. He's put together a really good team. They play some good football. I think actually they actually went downhill, I think, personally, when Lukaku joined. So, mm. you know, we might be thinking, actually, do, do we need Lukaku? Bring somebody else in? I don't know. You know, he's certainly not settled in very well. And um, it'll be interesting to see what happens through the summer because um, I certainly think other teams would take him and it would release a lot of money, uh, not just wages, but also, for, you know, uh, with with the contract and, um, you know, by selling him as well. We're bringing a lot of money. But, I mean, it's kind of, um, you know, the, the, the fact that... Um, I forgot what I'm going to say now. Dementia's setting. Sorry about that. Anyway, Rick, what did you think about the cup final? Glad I was playing cricket. Yeah. Well, that's right. I didn't watch it. I just kept an another, eye on the score. Another nil-nil draw in a, in a final, relying on penalties. Mm. Yeah, it's great football, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And seeing Jorgen Klopp or whatever his name is cavorting around on the pitch afterwards. Oh God! Talk about <laughs> talk about vomiting, mate. Oh, dear, dear, oh dear, I'm, that was look, just you. You are a sad lot. You are. <laughs> oh, he's just he's such he's a horrible. He's an arrogant little German. He's got a fantastic. He's a fantastic smile. Fantastic smile. Tony will come out with his normal line saying it's like watching the Disney Channel. <laughs> no, no, no. I I must hold my hands up and I thought the Eurovision Song Contest was excellent this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well done, the best Tom. thing that was on telly over the weekend. Yeah, yeah, that made my night, that did. Yeah, I can believe that too. But no, I think I, I went invited to the barbecue, so not else. Oh, not else no. well, you're lucky you got an invite in the first place, mate. You know, some of us didn't get <laughs> that luxury. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll let it pass for now, but our time will come, don't worry. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, you know, do you think the Bin Dippers are going to win anything else, Rick? No, I'm surprised. Well, not unless they draw nil nil in the Champions League final and spawn it on penalties. Yeah, that's uh, it. The only chance, only chance they got. The thing is, the big boys' trouble is, it's not for everyone, is it? Let's be honest. No, no. <laughs> you, you can win the Carabao, you can win the uh, win the FA Cup, but the big boys' trouble. Mm. I just, property, property I just, lo I just love hearing you squirming. Look, <laughs> you're in disarray. You're desperate to win something, and you now you just want to throw the no, abuse. The big, Keep the it coming. We love it. One, the big one's already been won. The FA Youth Trophy was won last Wednesday. <laughs> that's the one that everybody was interested in. And that was uh, was one three one at Old Trafford. That's where the I, real game was last week. I gotta I gotta say the um the, the the support they got for that was absolutely immense, wasn't it? So yeah, it's absolutely the immense. biggest it's the biggest crowd a Nottingham Forest team has played in front of since I don't know, about the, the late nineties or something. That's yeah, incredible. at any level, any team. 
Well, funnily yeah. enough, talking of Nottingham Forest, I was I've just been recording the commentary for the of the second leg at um, at the Forest, you know, at the City Ground. And mm -hmm. God, that was a game and a half, man. When you look back on it now, what a game that was. Five four on aggregate. Yeah. Absolutely yeah, and two nil down from the first leg. And and you know, it it was brilliant to watch. It really was. It brought back some great memories. It's, because I'm in I'm in memory mode at the moment. What was having to see all the lads on Saturday and then watching that game again. Um, You're all nostalgic, are you? Eh? Yeah, I'm all all nostalgic. It was it was great though. It really was good to watch it as well though. But you know, but well, let's uh, face it, there's not enough not a lot going on in football at the moment for you to be excited about. You might as well get the history books out. Nah, but Eric it's, Eric started work today. Don't forget. I thought it was Monday. Yeah, it no. is Monday. It's Monday yeah. today, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Eric straight started back, work today. It. So, Let's face it, if anyone's got a heavy workload, it's going to be that bloke. He's hmm. got to turn water into wine. That'd be easier than getting a chin out of that lot. Well, it will What's be, he doing really? now, then? Well, he started work today. He's... Yeah. Actually, he's in, the, in the job. He's, he's quit at... Not um... Cantonar, Thorpey. Oh, right. I thought he was on about Cantonar there. I know. I thought you meant that, but I realised then. Ah. But, yeah, um, so... That we'll come to that in a minute. But um, talking about the, the the league situation, we ought to talk about you know relegation, promotion, and what have you. Um, well, let's talk about obviously the Premier League first. Who's not going to go down then? Any any predictions, boys? Everton not going to go down. I would have said Everton before the weekend. I would have said Everton looked favourites to be safe, but the way they fell to pieces, then uh, that that's that's not great for them. But I still think it'll be Leeds. I think Leeds, personally. Leeds, Leeds, I think Leeds will go down. Who is Leeds' last game? Good question. I don't know. Anybody know? I'm going to find that in a second for you, Tone. Bear with. OK, two seconds. There he is. Mr Google. I wish people could see the picture that we can see. There. We've got this hairy arm and huge muscles as he's almost stripped off to the waist, tape, typing away at his computer. <laughs> It's, it's really. It's just, uh, this is going out after the watershed. Yeah, it needs to. And, and for any listeners, that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> no, you haven't got the arms for it, Dan. Uh, 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 last game, Crystal Palace. No, that's Man United playing the last game. Yeah, United got Palace last. Oh, is it? Oh, it's got here yeah. down in Palace, so not sure then. Not <laughs> sure. Brentford. That's it. I think I've heard that before. Yeah, I think it's Brentford. Yeah, Brentford. Where? At Brentford? Yeah, away. At, it's at, Brentford. at Brentford. So mm. I really can't see them getting anything there either. Like, So for me, it'll be Leeds United. Um, and I don't think, I'll, I'll be honest, I think the manager who's come in has not changed. Or, he has changed it, but for the worse. Um, so for me, um, I really don't get that appointment at all. I mean, okay, like you've been at certain clubs, but. I certainly would have kept it the same and um, see if the old man could have kept them up. But uh, I don't think that they've improved, for sure. But having said, though, at least he can speak English properly. Well, well I don't think that really was a major problem, was it? Like, you know, it's, uh, um, he wasn't confident in his English, although apparently it was getting a lot better. Mm. Um, the fans still loved him. Um, I thought he, 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 he did just need to to get some defensive uh, side of his game sorted out. But I do think that they had, had more chance with him than they did with this new guy. It um, does just show, doesn't it, how much they miss Patrick Bamford because he's the one who's been out all season and he's the one that's not come back from injury. And the rest of them coming back doesn't seem to have made much of an effect. No. So they've missed him, certainly. 
But then of, of the teams down there, Everton are away at Arsenal, which, uh, given Arsenal's fading Champions League hopes, be a bit of a tough one. And Burnley are home to the Saudis. So, hmm. whether they get I think um, I'd seen on Thursday night, Everton are home to Palace. So, I think that could... They win now. I think they're safe. And I oh, see yeah, Burnley go... Game, Burnley, Burnley and Everton have got an extra game. Everton home to Palace and Villa go to Burnley on Thursday. Which, um, to be fair, if they both lost, would be right in it because Burnley play Newcastle home on the last game. Yeah. They're still a point behind Leeds. Mm. So, yeah. um, I think Everton is. I think Everton are getting the points on. I think they go over the line on Thursday against home yeah. to Palace. Um, Burnley's got a toughie, like say, going to Villa because obviously Gerard will want to finish strong as they can. The question is, are Crystal Palace on the beach yet? And that's another issue because you know United got to play them on on the last day. Um, who was it? You said they're going to play Thorpe Everton. So who's oh, that? Sorry, Crystal on Palace. Did you said they're going to play Everton. Yeah, on Thursday. Mm. Yeah, Thursday. Yeah. So you know, like I say, are they on the beach or are they going to be too tired to bear the play against United? I don't think their manager will allow that to happen. I really don't. I think he's uh, looking to progress. I don't think he'll allow that. His mentality when he was a player was such that, you know, he, even on the last day of the season, he'd be absolutely chomping at the bit. I don't think he'll let that happen. And if he does see any of that, I think he'll he'll ship those people straight out. But on the other hand, of course... To see this, it, it will be very interesting to see the squads next year. I'm actually really quite excited about it because... You know, with the likes of the management uh, that we've got there, the draw of, of players now to people like Crystal Palace, Aston Villa, who want to play for these people along, alongside say, Aston Villa. You know, they've already signed Coutinho. You know, he's done a fantastic job at uh, Crystal Palace. You know, um, the Brighton manager has, has got their, their highest ever position. You know, so the, I would say the people would more likely go to them than the world of likes of Leicester, Wolves, West Ham have done phenomenally well. Um, so it's going to be very interesting to see what the squads are going to look like. You know, you've got the players, the decent players from the three clubs, you know, that are, are going out, you know, wherever that may be, you know, are going to be looking for, for, for new clubs. And uh, so I think that, you know, it's been the most exciting Premier League for a long time. I'm expecting more of the same stuff next year. But of course, it'll be That's interesting to what United do because United are going to have Ten Hag for the for, for this week, at, you know, leading up to the game, one would assume that they want to play play pretty well to impress him to keep their places if they want to stay there. So they're going to be on on hopefully on top form as well. And and also all the players that are going to get shipped out. There's a monumental uh, change going to happen at Manchester United. Mm. You know, and a lot of those fringe players are going to be looking for first team football back in the Premiership. You know, so so there's a lots of clubs there that might might say, look, these players weren't fitting in at Man United, but I think they can do a job for us. So um, expect to uh, you know to see quite a lot of the fringe Manchester United players sitting in, you know, those top eight, those, well, say so top four, the next four clubs underneath there, but maybe a bit lower. Well, I do you have to bring Newcastle into it as well, I think, with their money yeah, they're going to have. Absolutely. They're going to be spending big. I do hope that you, the, the well, when I say the management, I presume that the management don't necessarily have to agree the fees. That'll be up to the uh, directors or whatever. And I do hope they don't start asking for stupid money. 
when they really need to just get rid of these players, get them out the door because they've got a disruptive influence on the team and, you know, get a get a sensible price for them, but not, don't be stupid about it. You need to move them on and generate some cash to buy some players yourself. Well, that's the way I'd look at it anyway, but, you know, I, I don't know it whether... It also releases your wage bill, doesn't it? Like, yeah. Uh, that's because the, That's the big thing. That's the best thing about Pogba, the likes of Pogba League, and it's just, that's such a massive... Yeah, money for the toilet every season. Mm. No, nice. if, if he does go to Juventus, which is the the, the, the likelihood at the moment, is uh, that um, they can get really good money for him, like you know. So um, that would be very, very interesting. Yeah, but they won't get money, will they? The, the only thing they can do is he's save on save on the wages because he's a freebie. Isn't oh, is he on a free transfer? Is yeah, he? yeah. Ah, right. Okay. So Sorry, you know that that, that'll make a difference. The same as. I think Mata and Matic are both on free. And Jesse. Yeah. Well, let's hope he gets a nice farewell so his brother doesn't get cross and go yeah. on Instagram. Absolutely, yeah. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> what an idiot. Yeah. No, he does. He, you know, he's going to boost his morale a little bit. Definitely. But um, just going back to the cup final a minute. Um, Rick, you, you best answer this one. Um, booing poor Prince William. I mean, you know, is that not typical of the Bin Dippers? That they have got no respect for the royal family. I mean, I... Um, offended by everything, ashamed by nothing, aren't they? Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. unnecessary. Don't yeah. really change anything. No, no, exactly. But you know, any comments on that, Mister Thorpe? Sorry, I don't understand what what, what happened. Sorry. Well, apparently during the uh, the. Um... So that's not abide, yeah, either that or the abide with me. I don't know which one it was. They were booing Prince William as he was. Uh, Stood up respecting the uh, the national anthem. Really? Mm, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, Absolutely outrageous. I, I just don't understand the mentality of some people. Well, it's, you know, it's a big city, and they're whether, full of whether, them. You, whether you like the royal family or not, you know, it's uh, they 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 sort of like dedicate themselves to this country, and you know, and they do an immense amount of work for charities, and uh, you know, to, to to boo something like that, I think it's just nothing but disgraceful. Mm. You know, I've got no, I've got no, I've got uh, no. I, Nothing but contempt for people like that. Yeah, so have we. So have we. But anyway, that's another story. Um, just going to the playoffs in the championship, Forest against Sheffield United and Luton against Huddersfield. Um, both both games really have got sort of, you know, they're quite intriguing really. I mean, already Forest a goal up and they've got the home leg to come, so they, they must be favourites. Um, I don't know, what do you think about that one? I think a well-poised... Well Carry on. That's right. No, I just thought it was. I always predicted myself um, Huddersfield Forest final. Mm. Um, I watched a Huddersfield game. Um, obviously Nathan Jones at Luton, but Huddersfield should have been out of sight really. Um, they could have been two or three up, and I think Forest seem to be the informed team at the moment. Mm. Um, but like I say, a lot of people's writing Huddersfield off, but they've had a fantastic. I think their runs just as good as what Forest has been. Mm. Um, and that, so I think, um, I think for me, that's going to be the final, and that'll be a cracking final. Good day. But I mean, what does that say about Nathan Jones if he does get Forest through the final and into the um, the Premier League? I mean, what an achievement after after what he, he's been, he's brought them. I think I'm right, and he's been he's brought them up through every league. So for little Nathan to have done that, that's that's quite an achievement. If he does it, and of course we've all got our fingers crossed for him, being as he's a mate. Um, 
but it's still a, as you say, it's a difficult job. Huddersfield are a good side, and and you know Luton have sort of they've not got the sort of money that Huddersfield have got for a start, I don't think, and um, it's going to be hard for them. But I'd I'd love to see them get through to the. Um, didn't Luton play Nottingham Forest in the cup final twenty thirty odd years ago? It rings a bell with me. And I'm not sure if it was Forest they played, but but yeah, they were, weren't they, Luton? Because yeah, yeah. But I don't know. What what do you think? Do you think they're going to make it, Rick? I personally would like to see uh, a Luton Forest final, simply because it's two names that haven't been there, and Forest seem to have the nostalgia ticket, so that will appeal to you. Mm. Now you've got your nostalgic hat on. Yeah, I have indeed. Yeah, it's a while since they've been in the Premier League, so it'd be not, it would be good. And 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 also, your man's done done really a really good job there. Yeah, and they've got that right back you like that you can never remember the name of as well. Spence. There you go. You remember it this week, but no, I, I'd, I'd like to see Forest back. Having said that, I wouldn't grumble at any of the others. It'd be nice to see Luton there. Mm. So yeah, yeah. of course, what it is. Huh? Forrest have got um, our man Garner, which uh, presumably he'll be coming back to United now, and he's been pretty good I think for them. You might, you might find next season he'll go out on loan again. It could stay with Forrest if they come up mm. on loan to a Premier League team and become integral to that, get the pace of the Premier League, and then come and play for United because it's a lot to put on his shoulders at the moment. It's a real mess that needs needs yeah. sorting out, and you don't want to chuck a kid in to do it. So yeah. don't be surprised if he goes out on loan again. But ultimately, the way he's played this season, he's, he looks like definite one for the future, that boy. Mm. What do you think, uh, Paul, from the point of view of those two semi-finals? Well, uh, again, I'd love to see Luton get there. Although in the first game, they, they played fairly well in the first half. They got completely overrun. Uh, and they, they Huddersfield really worked them out in the second half. And really, they should have been out of sight, to be fair. So... Um, unfortunately, I'll probably will go down Tony's line and, and say the informed team for me, uh, who I think will actually do it, I think it'll be Nottingham Forest. I think he's done an amazing job there. And uh, I think he's definitely um, a person that could handle the Premiership better than most. Um, I think tactically he's extremely good. Um, and Huddersfield have got a chance, uh, for sure. They've definitely got a chance, but... Um, I am out of all those looking down the Nottingham Forest line. Um, yeah, I'd love to see Luton get there, but um, you know, for me, I think it might be one step too far. You know, interesting games. I thought the uh, the Forest Sheffield United game was really excellent, and the um, the Luton game was was just really a game of two halves, where like you know, they were in it first half and then totally out of it second half. But I just hung on. Tell me something as two professional ex professional players. Have you what do you want to know? Pardon? <laughs> oh, nothing. Sorry, sorry. Okay. You're talking to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, have you ever experienced the uh, the agony of losing the semi-final? Yes. Go on then. Tell us more. That answers that. <laughs> uh, twice actually for uh, Torn um, um, away to Tower Law up at Newcastle in the semi-final of second leg. Um, played fairly well, but not, not well enough, but uh, gave away a goal sort of like seven, eight minutes from the end. Um, and then the year after, we lost uh, to Tiverton, our big rivals, um, in a very five-goal thriller and um, a very dodgy penalty down there. 
and in the second leg. And uh, yeah, it's not it's not nice, not nice at all. Who who was we? By like, the way, you especially said... because Wembley was, you know, that they're dangling their carrot at the end of it, and it's um, every footballer just would love to be be playing at Wembley. You said Weeb. Who's we? Well, just the players, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, but I mean, which team were you playing for? Which, which club? I was playing Taunton Town. Oh, right. Taunton Town, that was. Right, yeah. You know, so, um, so what did you feel like? Gutted? Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, empty, really. You know, quite emotional because, you know, you want to get there. And as you, it, when you're in your latter part of your career, you, you know, you, you probably might get one, if you're lucky, two, two chances to get there. And, um, you know, and you everybody wants to play on the hallowed turf, don't they? So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's uh, it's an absolutely gut wrenching. And of course, coming all coming all the way back from from Newcastle um, after a loss like that, well, it's just soul destroying and probably one of the most loneliest trips I think I've ever had in football. To be fair, so well, um, it is the yeah. worst round of losing, isn't it? It's the worst game to lose as a semi final. Yeah, yeah. If you get there and lose, I suppose it's a little bit. But the, the semi-final. But at least you've had the day and you've been part of it. Whereas it's, it's like you said, semi-final. You're so close, but so far, yeah. no, one ever, no one ever remembers losing semi-finalists. No, no, no. I mean, at Trowbridge, we had some success. We played Swindon Town in the semi-final and the final of the Roach Cup, and uh, when they had sort of you know the Premiership players playing, you know, and we won, we won both times, one in the semi and both after extra time. But you know that that just doesn't. Although it was fantastic, and it it just still didn't didn't feel the same as, as as like that. You know, when you get that chance to play at Wembley, then that that is like really really special. And uh, say like getting close to the end of your career and not doing it was it was absolutely gut wrenching. I mean, Tony's Tony's played at, at Liverpool. He's played at uh, Everton, I believe. Um, he's been kicked up in the air by Stuart Pearce a few times. You know, and his and his experiences were far greater than mine. Um, I'm not sure about the semi-finals. I've told him to get any semi-finals. Uh, finals. We lost. The, we lost in the uh, playoff semis when I was at Hereford. We lost in the Division Two semis. Um, good little story, actually. Um, we lost at home one 0 on the Sunday um, at home to Darlington. We went up there. I think we scored within the first ten minutes to make it one each. Anyway, cut long story short, we lost uh, three one, I think, overall. So we missed out on Wembley. Obviously gutted, like I say, because we wanted to go. We had a good side then. Um, and we came back, and then um, Dean Smith, who's the Norwich manager now, we were living together. Said we need to get oh, yeah. away. So, so four or five of us um, went off to Magaluf over there. Um, and the playoff final was on when we were over there on a Sunday. And I said, Darlington, I can't think of they played. Anyway, they lost. And when we lost to them in the semi-final, they were banging on our doors, singing Wembley and everything. And can you remember Steve White used to be the um, yeah. Swindon centre-forward? Yeah. Um, anyway, he had a, there was a big bust-up in the tunnel when that all kicked off. So when they lost in the uh, final at Wembley, with me, Dino, and a couple others, we went and got a postcard and sent it to Darlington FC. Um, hope you hope you enjoyed your final. Two weeks extra work for what? F4 like that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we forgot all about it. Went back to pre-season. First game of the season, away to Darlington. <laughs> <laughs> 
And guess guess what was pinned up in the changing rooms? Oh. Yeah, your yeah. card. And but Steve White, Steve Chalky didn't know nothing about it because he won away with us. We just put him because he had the rant. Oh, they were they they kicked lumps down as we lost four <laughs> nil. <laughs> so the moral oh, of the exercise is don't send postcards. Then obviously, <laughs> moral of the exercise is don't lose in the semi final. Well, yeah, yeah, that's that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, I stand <laughs> I stand corrected on that one. But, uh, yeah, no, excellent, yeah, excellent. Yeah. Good little stories to look back on, but no, very good. But yeah, I think the semi-final is the one. Um, you hate losing a final, but the semi-final is the one. You're so close to so far. And um, the only other one was, um, can you remember the um, Anglo-Italian Cup? Basically. Yeah. yeah. We lost to um, it was either Torino or Sampdoria in, when I was at Rovers in the semi-final of that. And that was being wow. played the final was in Rome then. So, wow. Wow. Um, Massive. Yeah, it was a good. It was a good one, like I say. But obviously, don't lose in the semis because it is a bit gut wrenching. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell me something. You, you say about this punch up in the tunnel and that. I mean, well, how often? Because you know, we all watch football. We see it regularly. How often does it really get nasty out there? You know, when you oh, see these right, things. Quite, quite a lot. Right. Quite I've a seen lot. <laughs> a lot behind the camera. Well, there's more cameras nowadays in the changing rooms and tunnels, but. Um, the, I've seen quite a lot of uh, heated arguments and coming to blows in the tunnels before. And yeah. not just players, managers as well. That's where it mostly used to kick off, to be fair. Well, um, well, but well, I mean, they, they, I Darlington, don't get me wrong, like I say, it wasn't the best game, it was quite a nasty game and that, but they didn't need to do that. Like I say, bang on the doors, singing, you know, we're gutted as it was. So it was a real sort of downer sort of thing so when they lost in the final that was our little bit of payback with a postcard how many punch-ups have you been involved in in that time proper punch-ups oh, proper punch-ups <laughs> dear me well actually but you didn't you know, start I, yeah I fractured my eyelash once oh no <laughs> yeah oh. I, sl I slipped on the soap in the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> no but I was I was up uh, I was always the mouthy one behind six foot four big dev. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That I can believe. Very wise. Very wise. <laughs> There's a thing just come but, up on uh, my computer that says big, Chelsea. Devon, who, was, who was one of the nicest blokes ever. Yeah, he was. There's a. Oh, your mate's on the phone tone. Um. There's a notice come on my computer. It says Chelsea takeover under threat. Abramovich has been accused of, of missing meetings. So I don't know what that's all about, I'm sure. But um, yeah. What about you, Paul? Have you had any major punch ups? Oh, I've had a few, yeah. Yeah. Losing it a few times. Yeah. Not quite as angelic as Tony, I'm afraid. But um, the biggest one for, for me was um, we played QPR in the third round. Um, of the FA Cup, which we lost 3-0. We also had them in the pre-season uh, at the year after, the season afterwards, and uh, down at, at Yeovil, old ground. And um, they they started some silly antics before the game. Um, should be an easy one a day, lads. And uh, actually, when we because they, they wanted us both to walk out together. And it started again when we were sort of stood uh, alongside each other. And it actually ended up in a bit of a... <laughs> <laughs> a, a good old punch up. So, and, um, 
we went out there and just said, right, give us the best you got. You know, if you if you think, you know, and and with with, with actually like they equalised, I think, with about six or seven minutes to go. So on that night, you know, I was going afterwards saying, you know, that that was a proper game. The FA Cup game, to me, you know, we didn't play well. You know, they, they scored goals and it was an easy game. For me, it was it was an easy game. But um, we knew on that night that, that they gave us as good as they could get, you know, because... It, and they, they didn't get the they didn't get the victory. You know, and afterwards we had the, had, the, had the last laugh. So that was nice. We also had one where um, at Cheltenham away, where uh, Steve Rutter had had quite a bust up with a lad, and um, and he he just said, "Cover me," <laughs> two two or three of us cover me, because um, he wanted a few afters. So we sort of like stood nice and large. Um, in between them and the the referee lines, we were quite a way back, so that he decided to sort it out, <laughs> sort it out with a good old elbow in 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 the tunnel. So um, yeah, so yeah, but it's been quite quite a few uh, little bust ups. Um, not that I'm proud of it because you know it uh, gets in the way of and it means you get suspended and things like that. But yeah, sometimes when you're not as gifted as people like Mr. Pounder. And then you have to try other other ways of uh, trying to win games. Interestingly, too, talk about referees. Uh, um, you know, Trevor Kettle was the referee on Saturday, and yeah. uh, I, when I was going around doing Couldn't all these, be anyone else could it? Well, no, not really. But... I I um uh, I met his uh, daughter the other day, Polly. She's yeah. lovely. Yeah. Well, to, yeah. to be fair, I, I went up to him and introduced Polly's... him. <laughs> Totally wasted on him. Absolutely wasted. Yeah, sorry about that. Anyway, apart apart from that, um there's there's a horse called put the kettle on as well. But anyway, that's another story. Um so anyway, I I introduced myself to, to Trevor Kettle and just had a bit of banter with him, you know. You, you missed about three penalties, Trevor. What's going on? He said, "No." He said, "I'm told I've never given Yeovil a penalty." So he said, "I may have managed to put that right today. I've given them a penalty." So I said, "Yeah, yeah, I saw that." And he said, "Yeah, no." I said, "Well, you missed about three though." So he said, "No, no, 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 no. Definitely not. Definitely not." So then I said, uh, "I said, so you enjoy the game though." Absolutely wonderful. He said, "And do you know what?" He said, "I reached an ambition. I've always wanted to book Lee Johnson." And I managed to do it this afternoon. So he said, I'm as chuffed as anything to have done that. So to be fair, he came, he came over quite well because I said, well, you know, I said, you've survived pretty well. This is your last game now. Because I said, I've been hurling abuse at you for the last 20 years, I think, which he, he saw the funny side of. But um, yeah, but I thought that was a good touch on Kevin Gould's part, getting him to referee the game. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. He, he had his um, he, he had a game, wasn't it, on Saturday? Yeah. The game he finished. Yeah, that was like it. That. So, um, yeah, fair, but I think he's going on to the uh, assessing. Yeah. He's being part of that. So, um, I think most of the top refs now who sort of pack in, they go assessing, don't they? Try and bring uh, the younger ones on through. Oh, bring a better standard, one would hope. Um, what about Chelsea? <laughs> if you were manager of Chelsea now, what would you do? How would you, how would you lift them, having lost two finals in a row, both on penalties, both to Liverpool... Both nil-nil games, and then you you know how do you, that must be pretty awful to take, surely. I think it is, but he's got to look on the good, the plus side that they've played, uh, they've played, uh, they've 
come up against Liverpool twice and they've given them a game. Mm. Um, there's no disgrace. I, I don't care what anyone says you lose on penalties. Horrible, but there's no disgrace at all. Penalties is like a bit of a farce. Anyone can win that. Yeah, but they certainly. I thought they showed a good account of themselves here. I, personally, I think they had better chances as well, um, and also in the uh, League Cup as well. So, obviously, you know they've lost on penalties both times, but there's certainly no disgrace, and I think they've matched. You know, well, certainly them and Man City, the best two teams in England, they've gone toe to toe with them both games. Mm. You agree, boys? Yeah, yeah. you've got to be there to lose it, haven't you? That's an achievement in itself. Yeah. And what about this Christiansen bottling it, so they say, or he made himself unavailable for a cup final? That's a bizarre thing to do, isn't it? His mind's already in Barcelona, isn't it? So he probably wouldn't have been much use anyway. Oh, possibly, but you know, you wouldn't. You thought he would want to have the chance of playing in a cup final, but still, I say well, he couldn't have made it more where's, clear that he wanted to leave, could he? Say where's it again? the mentality there, though? Where's the yeah. mentality nowadays? I mean, he used to be an absolute privilege to play in a cup final. Now they seem to want to pick and choose what they play, what they do. You know, I think if that's the type of player you are, then <laughs> I wouldn't want to sign Sonia. I was only talking to my friend though the other day, saying about we were talking about the FA Cup final, and I said, growing up as younger when you were, I that was a whole day for me. Yeah, yeah. It used to be up at nine o'clock. I'd be outside having a kick around outside. He'd come in, there'd be it's a knockout on the road to Wembley on the buses. Yeah, in the changing rooms, the whole day was probably one of the best days of the year. When I, I look forward to it, and it's just now, it's just. Taking that edge off it, like five o'clock. Why is it still five o'clock? No, I'm not being disrespectful. Like, how's Liverpool fans? When do extra time? Mm. They probably missed the last trains back to Liverpool. Yeah. Why are we still yeah. doing five o'clock? I know we went five o'clock when it was the Budweiser FA Cup because it was American prime time TV. Obviously, Budweiser are the main sponsors. They could pick and choose. But um, well, I don't even. Why is it now? Is it AXA FA Cup? They've got the sponsors now. No, it's it's um, Emirates, isn't it? Emirates, FA Cup. Emirates. Yeah, I think it is. Whoever it is, they're not getting the money's worth, clearly. No. But when I, I know you, you, you're right, though, Tone, because when I used to live in London, uh, before I came down to Somerset, I used to get on my bike and ride to Wembley to buy a programme in the morning. And then I'd get back yeah. in time to watch them on the buses heading to Wembley, sort of thing. So, it, and it was, right. it was a full day, wasn't it? I remember when Wimbledon got there, and they they first time they went in a helicopter, didn't they? Yeah. They went to the yeah. on a helicopter, and they had the cameras on. But you had, I don't know if you remember, they had It's a Knockout on in the morning. Mm. Uh, Eddie Waring and um, Stuart, uh, Stuart Hall and that. And it yeah. was, the yeah. whole day was just, and the FA Cup was brilliant. I just absolutely loved it. And it just, it has, I know we're older now and we've moved on, but it just hasn't got that appeal to what it used to. No, no it's lost it completely, I think. I think it really has. Just a few more points to take. Um, do you think Liverpool are going to beat Southampton on? Is it tomorrow? I think it's tomorrow, isn't it? Yeah, it's tomorrow. Yeah, it's a been it's been a, a banana squid in the past. I've actually went to a um, game down there once, and um, we got turned over three one. So it's a, not a done deal by a long shot. And um, in the past, it has been a little bit of a banana skin. But I do, I do feel that this team is far stronger than what had been there before. So it's. Um, it really is is in their hands, but it could could very well potentially um, be a banana skin, like you know. Well, especially so, so close one. to the cup final as well. And it's yeah, a fast home game. 
as well. So they what they want to finish on a high. Yeah, high. They, they will. Yeah. So it's a uh, it's not a done deal by any any stretch of imagination, like you know. So just, fingers uh, crossed, people. Fingers crossed. Uh, it can happen. Just something that come up on the uh, Manchester Evening News is that oh. Manchester United are prepared to sell Harry Maguire. Oh. Really? As more transfer rumours uh, arise. But oh. the question surely is, is anyone prepared to buy Harry Maguire? Because mm. he's, he's damaged goods and you're not going to get 70-odd million for him again, are you? Well, yeah. the, the, no, you won't get 70 million. But there was something came up the, the other day, uh, again on, on, uh, on the internet, that... Uh, there's a possibility that he might join um, Roma because of his connection with a certain manager, but also one came up as Barcelona. I can't see that. Do you know where I reckon? Go on, then. Newcastle. Yeah, but every, you can't, can't buy everyone, Tom. No, but they're, they're desperate for two centre-halves, aren't they? Well, they've got, they got Dan Burn. Yeah, but... Yeah, that, Dan Burn and Maguire, like I say, Maguire... All right, he's had his critics this year, and he, he has been out of form. But he's he's, he's still he's United captain. And he's England. I remember two three years ago, the England won it. He was unstoppable mm. at the back. So yeah. although I think he needs to move on from United, I think whoever buys him, they're probably going to get him a bit cheaper than what we paid eighty odd million, and they're going to get a, a well a full international player there. So I wouldn't be very I'd be surprised. If he doesn't go Newcastle. Just from his it, it, point of view, though, the amount of stick he's taken over the last few months, admittedly a lot of it deserved, but if he, or if he caps off the season securing a move to Barcelona, who's had the last laugh out of that, really? Yeah. So from his point of view, I'd, I'd be really pleased for him and also pleased that he wasn't playing for United anymore. Yeah, apparently but, Ralph Janrake has made it very, very clear that he wants to reduce the age of the squad at the moment. And... Uh, and that is that is one of his main reasons. He thinks the squad is too old. Um, it is. It is. Uh, it's an aging you know, squad. It's an aging squad, and he wants to reduce that by quite a considerable age age as well. And um, so it will be very very interesting um, to see what. Well, they're not going to find Lewandowski then. No, he's definitely Lewandowski definitely going to Barcelona. But also, yeah. you think of it. You think of it though. It's a, it's a slower pace game. You know, it's something that would actually uh, probably help his international career because playing at a slower pace, um, getting used to that technical side of it, sometimes, you know, does enhance a player. But um, it'll be very interesting to see what happens. Look, one, just a quick one before we go, because we're running out of time now. Um, do you think Spurs are going to get that fourth place or do you think Arsenal are going to get it? Arsenal for me. Spurs for me. I think I'd I'd hope it's Spurs because they'll crash out of the Champions League quicker than Arsenal would. <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll be in the Europa. Whoever it is, they're not going to do anything in Europe, so it doesn't really matter. Other than to supporters of the club when it's most massive, but they're not going to win it. Well, I must admit, I think Spurs are going to get the fourth place as well. I think Arsenal have blown it themselves, but uh, which would be, be be disastrous for for Arsenal because uh, you know he's been. <laughs> Right there, and yeah. and then all of a sudden to blow up like that is it just really won't be acceptable, really. Mind you, the the way Arteta behaved after the North London derby, I definitely would would prefer it to be Spurs because he was pathetic. Yeah. Absolutely made a mug of himself, I think, after that game. 
But of course, United, all we got to worry about is make sure we go in the Europa League and not the Europa Conference or whatever it's called. Oh, so decisions, decisions. They're I know, it's us. terrible. But in the meantime, thank you very much for joining us, lads. Uh, listeners, I'm sorry about the uh, inexplainable noises this, uh, to start off the show when Mr. Thorpe was trying to switch his electric back on. Um, but uh, we, we did. deepest apologies. Yeah, we can't really, um, unfortunately, edit it out, so we're going to have to put up with it. But uh, it's hey, been... if, if this was available as a video, do you think ah. Tony, Paul I, I... would turn up in his vest every week? Because the listeners yeah. have missed a treat today. I know it's it's a great pity that it's not on it's on just video. Just extremely really, jealous, it? aren't you? It's, waste, yeah. it's wasted. It's wasted on us. Today. Yeah, it is. <laughs> You're right, lads. But anyway, listen. Thanks very much for for joining us, everybody. Uh, I can't say that there's full match commentary on uh, Saturday because there isn't. Um, it's, the, it's the closed season now, so disaster time for the radio stations. We've got to find something else to give you. But in the meantime, thank you very much for joining us. We will we'll be back next week and we'll talk about some rubbish, I expect. We'll find something to talk about. And, um, you know, hopefully uh, we'll all have a good holiday as well. So thanks for listening. And all I can say is football, bloody hell. Bloody <laughs> hell.